For you guys, when I was speaking to Lindsay, I didn't feel there's... Uh, speak about the Kingdom of God. And if I ask you, what is the thing that Jesus preached about the most? You know, some people might think prosperity, being blessed, no. Money, no, yeah, he did speak a lot about money, but no. You might think it's the cross, no. He spoke about going to the cross, but he didn't preach about it. You know what the Lord preached the most about? The kingdom of heaven. Most of his parables start like this. The kingdom of heaven, or the kingdom of God, is life. And if you read in uh, Matthew 5, which is the uh, Sermon on the Mount, the famous Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes come from there, he speaks about the kingdom of heaven. He says, Blessed is the poor in spirit, for yours will be the kingdom of heaven. He speaks about, Blessed is the persecuted for righteousness, for yours is the kingdom of heaven. And he speaks about the kingdom of heaven, and then, as I was praying for you guys, and I was like, you know, the kingdom of even unless you know what it's about, what it is, you don't know where you're going. And I think uh, that's Ryan. Ryan wrote the spiritual teaching and he said, Seek ye first the kingdom. But if you don't know what the kingdom is, you don't know what you're seeking first. Right? So as I was like, I mean, as Lindsay was sharing with him, I'm like, Yo, it feels like the kingdom. He started to move Amen. in Woodstock. He started to spread in Woodstock. And you know what? Uh, when you get a word like about the kingdom of God, you, you might think that if you go to Fort Wells now the next weekend, you might like, wow, the kingdom is moving because there's 6,000 people or whatever. But if you break it down and come into Woodstock's context, how much is the kingdom moving? But more than that, you break it into your context. Like as I'm sharing now, don't think big very narrow. Think, how's the kingdom in me right now? As I start sharing, this is how the kingdom is received, this is how it looks. Think about yourself, how is this happening in me? Don't think, oh, Woodstock is doing quite long. No, but how am I doing? How am I doing? Is the kingdom taking shape in me? You know, one of the things Peter shared was like, yo, where would I be? Where would my marriage be? Where would my life be? If not for God. You know, I know many people that say they believe as they got saved, and I don't think there's much difference in their life before they got saved and after they got saved. And there has to be a massive shift over time. If you say for more than five years, ten years, your plans, at some point, the kingdom breaks through in your heart and your plans are totally different. Like if I asked Tony and Lindsay, before they got saved, or even maybe a year after they got saved, how has their plan changed in a way or was this in where they expected to be when, before they got saved? If I told you, before you got saved, this is where you're going to be on this day. <laughs> if I told you, even five years after you got saved, this is where you're going to be, I think you're going to be like, oh, it was not planned. <laughs> but there's a kingdom plan for every single one of us. The, the same way there was a kingdom plan for Tony and Lindsay. And I can guarantee you that the kingdom plan, the plan of the kingdom of God for your life on this earth is not your plan. Whatever plan you thought the Lord had for you, before you found him, you have to learn. And when you get saved and you think, I know my plan, it's a shifting thing. You have to be spirit-led if you want to follow the plan that the Lord has you. He will not give you the end from the beginning. He is going to give you the next step, and the next step, and the next step. But often we want 
Give me the whole plan. Give me the whole Google map. I want to follow all the directions and that's my destination. But the truth is, if he gives you the whole plan, you're not going to believe. Because if a Lord of Telton is in Lindsay, you're going to be leading a congregation in Woodstock 20 years ago that I've been like, I'm not so sure. <laughs> I don't know if what the, the kingdom that the Lord had to build in them was where it would have been 20 years ago. But there was a, a work that the Lord did in them. And there's a work that the Lord is going to do in each and every one of us to prepare us for the next step. Amen. And that's a nice thing. You don't have to worry about the big thing because often, you know you get a prophetic word. Oh, you're going to go to the nations. And I've seen big words like that completely paralyzed people. Who says the nations or nothing. It is Brazil or nothing. Can you go to outreach to um, one of you, wherever, a bomb's free? No, the Lord told me to the nations. <laughs> and we're not, we don't take the next step. We want, we want the destination. But the Lord said, I'm going to take you step by step. Because if I give you the destination, you're not going to be able to carry it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Amen. And, um, Now I was, this morning I was in Mountain uh, congregation and there was about three churches there, congregations of Josh Jim, because uh, some, some of their buildings closed. There was guys from all over the world. I think who um, preached Ashley preached from the UK. Ashley, Ashley, better together. We preached last year. So, and then on the elders of these guys, they, we spread out across all the congregations in the West, uh, in the West now. The guys are sharing, oh, uh, um, was in the one, Chris Staples was in the one, Ewan McRae was in the one, um, and they're sharing, oh, Jonathan was in Edgemead, so they're sharing all these guys are, and you know what, when we're in the service, in the worship, in the, the word, in the fellowship amongst the nations, it felt like, yo, it feels like the kingdom is thick, like it's tangible, because the nations are in the building. And I think these times, 4-12 times, I love the way the guys were ever shouting in 4-12. I love the excitement. I love the excitement because it's good to get excited about things that's going to move us forward in the kingdom. So, and this is God's plan from the beginning. Like when Adam said, um, subdue the earth and take dominion over it. You know what dominion means? If you translate it word, it means kingdom. Instead, let my kingdom come in. And God said, I'm the king, but I'm going to give you authority to bring my kingdom in. But what happened was, they didn't want to, we know how they fell in disobedience. They didn't want to be obedient to the king. And, and if you don't obey the king, he's not your king anymore. And a kingdom cannot come where there is no king. And it broke down. And then we see this pattern in the Bible, in the story, this rescue mission of God, with the people of Israel, and, he's, and, he, and he wants to bring the kingdom. He wants to show the world that this is my people, God's people. And as he's trying to show the, the world this is how my people are, they keep on shifting. Oh, I want a man. I want a king that I can see. I want a soul. I want a man. And then they say, oh, I want a king for my problems. I've got enemies. I want my, the king to fight my enemies. I want a king that will feed me when I need food. Bring me manna. So I, I want a God, that a king that is sovereign over my enemies, over my situation, over my needs, 
over my hunger, over my sin, whatever it is, but I do not want the king over me, over my heart. And that's what happened in Israel, that every time that I need a straight, because they do not want the king to rule them. They do not want God to rule them. And the kingdom could not come. And I think that's the issue with a lot of churches today, a lot of people today, and I want you to listen to this as an individual. This is a problem with a lot of us today. Is that, Lord, my prayers are, Lord, help me with my situation. Help me with my circumstance. Why don't I help me with my heart? Hmm. Don't come and rule and reign in me. Hmm. Come and rule and reign in my situation. Hmm. But God is always a king that works from the inside out. Amen. He's going to rule and reign in you before he looks at your situation. And um, we're just going to shame. I saw that every guy tried to like, write down all the scriptures, whatever they were doing there. And I said, here's a piece of paper to try to stuff down. So I said, I'm going to put one scripture down for the guys on there. Christ, when they saw one scripture, I am like, yes. So it's, um, let's find it quickly. That's Matthew 13. Okay, so this, in this scripture, the Lord speaks about this is how the message of the kingdom can be received. So the first thing you need to understand is how is the message of the kingdom received. And this is the different ways it can be, be received. Then he told them many things in parable, saying a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell upon the path, some the birds came and ate it, some fell on rocky places where they did not uh, have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still, others, other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop a hundred, a sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Now, when I walk with the Lord, when I got saved, I feel I received the kingdom in all of those ways. At different stages in my walk, I received it in all of those ways. Let me go through it quickly. Um, so along the path where the birds came and ate it where you weren't ready for them so many of us here will say well I remember when I got saved I was like yo no one ever told me about, about this when I heard the gospel for the first time huh? no one ever told me why did no one tell me but when I went back to think about it actually many people told me I remember when, I'm not going to share all my stories I remember when I was in stand what the Lord revealed himself to me powerfully he changed me and I couldn't understand what he was doing. And it fell on a path where it couldn't take me. And then when I was in um, university, I got invited to a church where the gospel was shared. And I was like, what is going on here? People pulling down. I was like, this isn't church. I'm a Catholic. This isn't respectable. <laughs> like, where's the, oh, where's the respect? People were chewing bubble. Got people collapsing in the spirit, but like that, they're wearing shorts. Church. So I, I didn't receive the word. I remember when we moved here about 20 years ago, there was some guy where we lived who we were in a place that for some reason he came to knock on the door and he'd be coming to town and be sharing the word and, and I don't want to hear anything. And sometimes, and I used to get angry. I remember there was a point I got angry like, what is a bra coming to my house <laughs> We are Catholic. Why does he want to convert and in the end he stopped coming? But the Lord, there was, and I can think of many times but really think about it, where the Lord tried, where the, he brought the seed. So I'm sowed in the soil of your heart. 
energy. And then the discerner monks the rocky places with shallow. And I remember when I got saved and I heard the word and I received a great joy. I was excited. The word came. I remember coming to church and I didn't quite understand the kingdom. But after the exception, after a few months, I had it for a long time, maybe six months, but after that the excitement went away and I was like, I'm not sure if this is for me. Because I didn't take root in my So I was like, and then the way I came to church was like this. I was independent. As the words were being shared, as the, the in worship, prophetic words came, I was like, I was listening to it like I'm watching a TV program. It's not for me. It's like I'm outside of it. Oh, that's interesting. That was quite nice. I'm not so sure about that word. But it wasn't interesting. Because I had shallow soil. I was shallow. And I was independent. So I came to church like a visitor. I would go to church month after month, but I was a visitor in that church. Because unless you give yourself to it, you are visited. You could be in this church. Okay, this particular church is now you are two years old. You could be in this church from the beginning and you might still be a visitor. Because only you will know how deep. And then it went a tale amongst the thorns which grew up and choked the plants. And I remember having this. I remember having a turnaround. Uh, we came to Josh Jen. I was in Josh Jen for about two years. And I was stuck for two years. Because there are issues in life, because the pro- and like the challenges of life, financial situations. And then I was then I started doing well also. So I, I, the, the challenges of struggling and the challenges of doing well of success was starting to choke me. And I can say that sometimes success will challenge you the way hardship will, will never do. Because you know when you're successful, you become strong. You know, times in the Bible, there are kings, like King Asa, that was weak before the Lord. And in his weakness, he came to the Lord, and the Lord came through for him and won battles. But as he started getting victories, he became strong. Oh, I can do this. And when he became strong, he lost. You see, he lost sight of where he's out from. And I remember, this was more than two years. And I remember, um, I want to walk away from the Lord. I've shared this story many times in our context. And um, I was on the only thing key to me in the church was I didn't know how to tell Tanya, my wife. Because if I told her, I wasn't sure. Uh, well, I, I was sure about the reaction. I wasn't prepared for the reaction. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to become strong and bold and courageous. But I remember one day I had enough. And I was in a terror leaving the church that evening. And I was laying on the benches. Going to the Bible and into Revelation 23. And the word said, um, You have a reputation of being alive, but I know the truth. You did. But gather what remains. Ask me to come back to see you in And I remember when the Lord showed me that scripture, it was as if He spoke directly into my spirit. And He jumped started in my heart. And from that day, from that one word, the Lord shifted me. And from that day, I said, Okay, Lord, I'm going to try it your way. I'm going to give myself to this. I'm not going to do it my way. And I'm going to run to you. And that was around the years ago. And from that day I've been running to the 
nothing has been shifted means I haven't been left to the right. And that is the only place we that is the place we need to come to to be fruitful. Because at that point I was good for And the Lord could come. And he could use. And he could build in me. And things could take root in me. And fruit could come. I want to say that uh, our piece of scripture ends with whoever is here is in here. I want to say, if you are not teachable, <coughs> and you know yourself, if you are not teachable, if your posture, whenever a word comes, whenever guys share, peer share, guys are leading, telling you, whoever the leaders are in the house, whenever they're sharing, if your posture is, I can learn something from this. If your posture is, you know, I've heard this scriptures before, like I'm sharing now on the soil. I've heard this parable before. If you're shutting down already, you're not teaching. You are never going to grow and join the kingdom of God if you are not teaching. Always have an open heart. Amen. You want good soil? You teach Amen. Amen. Okay, then. So if that's why the kingdom is received, I'm going to try to move. And then the kingdom grows. The kingdom grows. Uh, the parable of the mustard seed says, a sm- the smaller seed becomes a tree. So that the birds may, may come and perch on its branches. So the kingdom is always growing, but how does the big tree grow? Deep and wide. And I'll ask you right now, in your walk with the Lord, the kingdom is growing deep in you. Deep in you. You know during COVID it said that we're receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken? If COVID didn't teach you that, I don't know what to but during COVID, every kingdom of this world should. Every, for a virus, every kingdom, everything that we thought will not be shaken was going to take something massive to shake it, was shaken. The only thing that wasn't shaken was the kingdom of God. And I'm going to say that as you're receiving this kingdom that will not be shaken, you need to be found in it. Let it take root in you. And it doesn't happen overnight. It's like a plant, you water, you water, you grow. It takes time for the roots to grow. But can you stay long enough? Can you stay humble and open long enough? Can you be stay teachable long enough? Then the kingdom can never move. And this is how the kingdom moves in deep and then wide. Because as the roots are taken hold, you need to go wide. I'm talking about Woodstock congregation. As a congregation, there's a tipping point where as the kingdom is taking root, you can sense in the house that the kingdom is starting to take shape in us. But then it needs to go wide. Like we can't be going deep in us while we are holy idol and oh, the Lord's doing mighty things. Because as the roots are taking shape, we're growing white branches and we are reaching out to the others. Because remember I say that the, the plan of God is a rescue mission. And every time someone gets saved, they get added to the kingdom because the kingdom is advancing. But when you get saved into the kingdom, you become part of the rescue team. So you need a rescuing, but when you get rescued, I hope that you understand that you are now part of the rescue team. And you're not, oh, I'm rescued. Ah, I can tell. You are part of the rescue team. Because one day when you come before me, it's going to be like, who went to the And then, the kingdom is like a bit of yeast working through all the dough. All that means is the kingdom will have impact. If you truly have the kingdom of God in you, you will have impact. What's that congregation? As a congregation, you will have impact once the kingdom takes root of it. That's all of you. 
Once your lives and your plans are shifting around the kingdom, you will have impact. As individuals, you will have impact wherever you are found. In your workplace, in your, if you're studying, in your schools, in your universities, wherever you are found, you will have impact. You are, some, you are a child of the kingdom. You are part of the kingdom, you have impact. Even if now I can't with my boss, maybe my colleagues I can. No, no, no. That's like he's the They have an expectation. The kingdom is doing And so now we see the kingdom is always advancing, always uh, moving, always transitioning. Now I was at Malton this morning. They were Malton and Brooklyn. And I think they two months now they combined to Malton and Brooklyn. They're one congregation now. We were Sunningdale AM, just one morning congregation, but we became to full. And now we're Sunningdale 8.30 and Sunningdale 11 AM. And not everyone was happy. I don't know if you understand like when there's multiplication or transition. Not everyone was happy. <laughs> this congregation was another church. Then it became a Joshian in C point, wherever it was, was it C point where it was? Green point. Green point. And then he's moved here to Woodstock. I don't know if all this change is like, oh, this is beautiful. No. I wonder if there was challenges in, I know there was main no, challenges, no, no. like, what do we call ourselves across the congregations? <laughs> but you know that the kingdom people are always on the move. Yeah. Like, you need to settle that in your heart. Yeah. The kingdom people are on the move. Like, if you look at the world, like, when um, Israel came out of Egypt and we were facing the Red Sea and they're like, we've got the enemy behind us and the Red Sea in front of us, they started crying out to God, what do we do? Take us back to Egypt. And God said, why are you crying to me? That's what God said. Why are you crying? Move forward. So I'm saying that every time you visit change and a shift and you're crying, God, why? I think God is saying, just move because what I'm doing. Amen. Have faith. For what the Lord, I can tell you now, Woodstock is going to be a lot of changes that's going to come if you stay in the Lord. Amen. But you need to have faith for the transition. You know, the, um, the Israelites, when the Lord said, I'm taking you out, I'm taking you to the promised land. That was the 11 day journey. First, from Egypt to the promised land was 11 days. They come to the promised land, 12 spies go in to check it out. Two come back, Joshua and Caleb. Yo, there's giants in the land, there's high walls, but my God is big. We can take it. But then come back with the bad report. No, yo, the walls are too high. <laughs> the giants are too big. You didn't see what we saw. And then even the people are like, whoa, I don't think we can take it. And you know what the Lord said? Because of your unbelief, you're going to die in the day. Yeah. And the whole generation died out 40 years ago. You know, they weren't lost in the desert for 40 years. Like, the GPS didn't break. <laughs> they knew there is the promised land, there is the wall, there is the giants. But the Lord said, you will not enter in because you had no faith in me. You didn't look to me. And who's not going to say that can you be a people that look to God? Amen. When it doesn't make sense, there is giants in the land, it's not easy. Amen. I don't know how we can do it. Amen. But Lord, I know that your kingdom, your kingdom will advance Amen. if I step out. If I look to you. Amen. And that is what kingdom people do. You know that most of Israel, they died in transition. Sure. They died in the desert. And I ask guys, when you guys are transitioning things, I've seen so many people get stuck in transition. 
get stuck with the, you know, with the minor things and not looking to where the Lord was taking you. Keep your vision fixed on I'm part of a kingdom that is always advancing. And if you're not advancing and shifting, there's a concern. But if you are, don't be like, oh, not again. Say, praise the Lord. that the king is on the move. Oh. <laughs> um, I think we had six o'clock already, but I was on. Where's Pia? I'm hiding from you. The kingdom is valuable. Song we sang. Praise in the field. But you know the Lord was speaking there about, he was saying, the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure. That is hidden. And when my father hid it again with great joy, and so all he had, is he found value in He said, let me, let, me, let me give up what I've got, let me die, so that I may still live. You have to see the value in the kingdom. The pearl of great price, the sanction. Is the kingdom valuable to you? You know, I don't know if it's valuable to you. When's the last hard decision you made for the kingdom? You're like, I'm going to go to 412, even though I have to take leave that weekend because I work on it. I'm the host, even though I'm going to have to sleep in the house. I'm going to serve, even though I don't feel like I'm called to it. Wait, uh, Nado's in kids' church. Yeah. I remember watching Nado's uh, video on Facebook. And she shared about 412 serving kids' church. How incredible it was. And I was like, yo, the kingdom is starting to take root in something. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you now, it's not always going to be. I've heard the Lord's voice audibly to go and serve someone. <laughs> Most of the time, it's going to be there's a need. I want to be part of what's happening in the kingdom. I'm going to go. And until you see the value of the kingdom, you're not going to value serving. Ooh. That's good. Okay. So, you know, the kingdom speaks about there'll be a filtering, there'll be a separation. Example of the kingdom. You know the parable of the of the wheat and the tears? I'll just say the wheat and the wheat with tears is difficult. Because conception of what is tears? So wheat and wheat, the word says that the, the guy, the man, a man, the kingdom is like a man that planted wheat. And then at night another man came and planted weeds. And then the worker said, can we pull up the weeds? And the man said, well, you can't see what is the wheat and what is the wheat because it looks exactly the same. You will only know in harvest time. And in harvest time, I'm going to separate the wheat and the weeds. The wheat will go into the barn and the weeds will be burnt up. Same thing he said, the kingdom is like a net that is dropped in a lake. And all the fish is caught up. Fish of all kinds. What does that mean? The kingdom is an open invitation to everybody. I love the, how mixed this congregation is. As an open invitation to everybody, anyone can come, everyone's invited, but not everyone makes it in. Because as the, the, the fish came up of every type, it says they were separated. Some were good fish, they were put in baskets. 
and the bad fish was thrown away. And they're saying the kingdom is going to be a separation of that. But who is to believe is amazing. And on the land, you just see what I'm doing. So are you rooted? Two questions. Are you rooted? And I don't mean I'm your member. I don't mean if you look at Josh Chin's admin thingy, you, got the, you signed a membership form. Are you rooted? Has the kingdom taken root in you? Where if you are found, if you go to another country where there's no Josh Chin, where there's no Fort Wells, will you look for kingdom people? For our house of the kingdom? Mm-hmm. You see what can you use me? And a good way to determine if you are rooted is if you submit it. Hebrews 13, um, 17 says, Have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep a watch over you as those who are in the country. And let me say, your leaders, your elders, they can't hold it over you, with our heart is not to hold it over you. But one way to see if you are rooted <coughs> is if you submitted. You submitted if you don't want to do something, but you'll do it anyway. If you submitted. If you want to do it, that's not submission. And I'm sure there's people in this house, I'm sure Tony them, and Peter them, and Hero them, and whoever. When they see you come to church, they're like, if there's someone missing here, just today, you're probably going to call them if you know that's not right. I mean, that's unusual. They are committed. They, have, they are rooted here. Something's wrong if they didn't let us know they're not going to be. Right? And then there's some people that you saw today and you were surprised to see them here. You were like, yo, you were like, you were like, what? You were like, okay. But that is how, these are the things you need to look at. Look at yourself. But are you like, are you, do you know that you know you're going to be here even if the spring box of rain? Do you know that? Like, is your, like in your congregation, is the numbers up and down? Or is there a call that you know is going to be here or they let us know something happened? Are you one of those? Or do you fucking go as it sees? Because I can tell you now, the leaders of this house do not have to give an accounting because you are not submitted to them. Mm. Only those that are submitted and rooted in the kingdom all the leaders of this house didn't come. Mm. So I look. Are you a sheep or goat? And I am landing and I'm taking The last question. Are you a sheep or are you a goat? Ooh. Man, Jesus spoke. He said on that day, I'm going to draw a line and I'm going to put the sheep on one side. The sheep are mine and the goats are not mine. And he speaks about the kingdom and he speaks about this upside down kingdom that doesn't work the way you think it works. He speaks about a kingdom that where you go the extra mile. Not because you want to be part of the kingdom. You know, uh, back in the Roman times, and Jesus used this story, a Roman soldier could stop a Jew and say, walk a mile with me. Carry all my bags, carry my weapons, and you walk a mile, legally, walk a mile with me, and then you give my stuff back. So let's say you're just walking around, having a lucky time, wherever, yeah, you don't stop. And a soldier stopped you, yeah, you carry my stuff and walk with me for a month. What Jesus said was, don't get angry, walk two months. It's an upside down kingdom. If you want to be first, you will be last. If you want to be lifted up, you need to go down. So a sheep, a goat. So are you a goat or are you a sheep? 
So a goat is what this world of sin. A goat is independent, successful, an outlier, making something happen. Independent. May do it my way. People must see what I do, what I've accomplished, see my strength. The actual word goat is now useful when you're very good at something. You're the best soccer player, you're the goat. I don't know if it's Ronaldo or Messi, but you're the goat. When you are good at something, this world, in this world, you are called the goat. You are lifted up. When you are lifted high, this world calls you a goat. But here's what a sheep does. And you know, in this world, the sheep is ridiculed. Ah, uh, sheep are needy. Sheep needs a crutch. Sheep need to be led. Let me say that's exactly right. If you are in the kingdom, you are a sheep. Yes, we, need, we do need to follow. Yes, we do need to be obedient. Yes, we do need each other. Yes, we are interdependent on each other. We can't make it happen on our own. This thing only works together. There's nothing you can accomplish in the kingdom on your own. Why are you a sheep for your own? Because there's going to be a day in a white crown. When the books are going to be open. And I can see is your name in the book. Were you a sheep in this life?
come and help you in Jesus. Amen. Amen.